share some of those stories. I don't know what's in his notes today, but we are thrilled to have you, Brother Klein Dance. Come, take your liberty, minister to us in the word of the Lord. Oh, let's live the Lord Jesus. High praise, shall we do it? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God for saving me. Aren't you glad that the Lord found you, brought you out, as the old hymn said, from the miry clay, set your feet on a rock to stay. It's a tremendous honor and great privilege to be here today, be with you again. I was here back in the month of April. And, of course, we're missing Pastor today. Did have a chance to talk to him on the phone. I appreciate him not canceling me when he had a change in his schedule that caused him to be gone this week. I appreciate him letting me come and having confidence that me be here anyway. So we're thrilled to be with you this morning and tonight. Now, I heard you announce a miracle service coming up, I think, at the end of the month. Kind of had a feeling in my heart today we might do some prayer for healing around here tonight so maybe we'll just have a little miniature miracle service tonight a little warm-up a little a little something on the way to something amen a miracle on the way to a miracle you know God does a lot on the way to what he's doing amen and uh, I'm gonna need y'all to help me out here today um, trying to be a good husband and uh, my wife and I have this new venture we went off into. She's been into these essential oils for quite a number of years. And we came up with this idea to make little spray uh, mists out of mixing some of the oils. And we came up with one called a prayer mist. Now, I tease people that if you spray this, it brings the angels in. But that's just teasing. I did have one pastor say, if it works, I'll buy a gallon of it. <laughs> but use it to spray it on your prayer handkerchief or shawl or cushion or pillow or wherever you're praying to create the mood. It's got frankincense and myrrh and cassia, just like the anointing oil. So we have some prayer mists out there. There's four or five other fragrances, pillow mist with lavender and all that stuff. These are $20. You want to help me out? But here's the problem trying to be a good husband and this is the first time I've ever tried to take this stuff out without her and um, took it on the plane and some of the bottles leaked and some of the labels got a little smeared now they're waterproof evidently they're not oil proof so I've got a mess back there just to be honest with you so if you just find it in your heart to feel pity on me uh, there's a box set that's usually 100. It's I got it back there for 80. If you want to give 70 or 60 or 50 or just whatever your sympathy would allow you to do so that I can go home and say, look, I did my best. I didn't know that the oils were going to leak all over the place. Somebody back there help you. Now, I'll, I'll tell you what you do. It's way out there in the foyer, and I probably won't have a time to get out to that table. There's a little QR code. Aim your phone at it pay something you want to pay. Take whatever you want to take. You're looking at a desperate man here. Hey, 
Amen. Second Kings chapter four will be the text today. Um, I'll tell you more about that maybe tonight. I use that money to try to help me write and sell books. I don't have any books out there, so obviously I need to make some money so I can buy some more books so I can sell some books. This I got quite a dilemma going on here. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if my wife's watching this. Are we on live stream? I don't know if she's watching on live stream. She's probably rolling her eyes and dying a thousand deaths right now. Amen. Let me, um, is our video ready, brother? All right. I'm going to introduce the text. This is just a short video, uh, several minutes. Um, tell you what, you may want to sit down. I apologize. I didn't think of that. You may want to sit down for the video, but the video introduces the text. So if you would, please stand and give the Lord some high praise. Shall we do it? You know the story well. What a beautiful illustration. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just for added benefit, and, and uh, let me read it to you from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bond men. Elisha said, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaiden hath nothing in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of thy neighbors, empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy sons, and shalt pour out into those vessels, and set aside that which is full. It came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay the debt, and live thou and thy children off the rest. I'd like to minister to you today something very straightforward from the Lord, and I'll explain it as I go. Bring me a vessel. Bring me an empty vessel, saith the Lord. Lord, I ask you would bless this congregation today as we minister from your word and your spirit. I pray you would minister to every obvious need, open need, every secret need of the heart. We pray today, Lord, that oil will flow, that your presence will come into this house and move among us in a very strong, notable, and powerful way. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for every good thing that you have done. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one last time just because the Lord's been good? <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Barber, for all of your kindness and hospitality and goodness, taking good care of me. And whoever made that hospitality basket and put those donut holes in there, God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. <laughs> it's one of the marvelous stories of the Bible. It provides an extraordinary example of God's miraculous provision. I like the sound of the miraculous provision of God. God making a way where there is no way. God making something out of what seems to be nothing. God supplying your needs according to his riches and glory. I hope it's not too early for me to just start off and just prophesy to you and tell you that, that God will help you. 
God will help you meet financial dilemmas. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but it's not out of control. Give it to God. Take it to the Lord and watch him do something. He, the woman declares the creditor has come. In other words, she owes a debt. It's like the old rhyme, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. <laughs> I know it's Sunday morning, but help me out here a little, y'all. I mean, you know, just, I'm in a good mood. I'm happy. I'm glad to be here. It does seem there are times in life when life just takes its toll. Uh, superstition calls it karma. What comes around goes around or goes around comes around. But the Bible principle is the law of sowing and reaping. Sometimes you have to pay the debt. You pay for what you said or you have to pay for what you did. Or sometimes we have to pay for what someone we're connected to has done. Or someone we love, what they did. Whatever the case may be, the due date has arrived. And like the woman, we could say, the creditor has come. There's something required of me that I don't have to give. There is something that I owe or that I must provide and I do not have the resource or the ability to provide. And so we call that a debt. The point of this story is she was in trouble. <laughs> she was in need of help. She did not know what to do. She didn't have an answer. She didn't have a strategy. She didn't have a plan. She had no way to fix the problem. She had no way to resolve the circumstance. And it wasn't one she could let go because in this case, the creditor in those days and time could take her very sons and make them bondmen, make them indentured servants, and she was going to lose her family. She did not know what to do. She goes to the prophet of God. Can I remind you, even in 2023, when you have a problem you don't have an answer for, get to the house of God. Get to the word of God. Get to the man of God, the woman of God. Hear a prophecy, a word, a sermon, a song, a testimony. Somewhere there's a word from the Lord. And that word will come right on time in your life and will be the answer that you're looking for. When I don't have answers, I don't look to social media. I don't look to people in the world, certainly not looking to the political regime. When I need an answer, I'm looking unto Jesus and taking my burdens to the Lord. I'm going back to the knees of prayer. I'm going back to the sanctuary of the house of God where I can find an answer. That's where I found the answer for my soul so many years ago. And I promise the answer you're looking for is always found in the house of God. Somehow, some way, it comes. She gets to the man of God. The man of God has an interesting approach. He says to her, what do you have in your house? Now, she's explaining that she's got a debt she can't pay. She's in trouble. And he says, what do you have in your house? 
He was looking for something that he could use on her behalf. What do you have we could work with here? <laughs> I ask you the same question today. Take your mind off your trouble for a minute. Take your mind off your problem, your burden, your difficulty, your trial. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your life? What do you have we might could put to use today to bring the answer that you need? Do you know any Bible verses? Sometimes I watch these ones that are doing Bible quizzing and they just put me to shame. They can quote them Bible verses and they'll be with them the rest of their life. Do you know any Bible verses? Have you committed any to memory? Can a Bible verse come to your mind that you could use? His word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your pathway. If you know any word, if you have a Bible on a shelf somewhere, what do you have in your house? Go get that Bible down. Dust it off. Pick that Bible up off that end table beside your chair that you've not read in a while. Open it up and start reading the words of eternal life. I'm speaking a word of prophecy to you today. You'll find you've got something already in your house that has the answer for where you are. Put it on your iPhone or iPad or tablet or whatever it is you use and let it speak it right out loud. One night I put an audio Bible on when I was in a hotel room. I put it on in Matthew chapter 1. I woke up. They was over in Revelation. I said, I read the whole New Testament while I was sleeping tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want that word playing. Let it play while I'm sleeping. Let it play into my subconscious. Let his word soak and saturate into my spirit. Memorize it. Dwell on it. Sing it. Declare it. Pray it right out loud. If you've got some word in you, word is seed. You can plant that seed through a declaration and watch what the Lord will do. Amen. What do you have in your life we could use? Do you know any songs? I like some of the old hymns. Some of the old hymns had some very meaningful uh, words to them and messages to them. Uh, their tunes and melodies may be out of date and they may be dated in their style of music, but the message that was in those songs is so eternal because he did bring me out of the miry clay. He did set my feet on a rock to stay. He did put a song in my soul today. And I have found out that if you can just get over on the hallelujah side, sometimes that makes all the difference. If you got a song in your heart, sing it. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me and he tries to turn me around, he's offered everything that's got a name, all the wealth I'd want and worldly fame. But if I could still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. If you've got a song, get a song in your heart. Even if you don't sing good, just sing it unto the Lord. I promise you, you start singing that song, the joy of the Lord will become your strength. You won't feel so sad, bag, baggy and blue. You won't be depressed out of your mind. You won't be so discouraged you feel like you can't go forward. Get you a song and sing it. Songs are for the night. Songs will get you to the morning when joy cometh again fresh with the morning dew. Come on, somebody. If you know how to sing a song, sing it. If you've got a word of the Lord, speak it. Hold on to it. What do you have in your house? Do you know how to pray? Do you know how to call the name Jesus? Do you know how to get desperate? I'm not probably the toughest guy you'll ever meet. I told my sons one time, I said, no, your dad's not all that tough. I said, I don't know karate, but I do know crazy. 
Sometimes you just got to get crazy. Sometimes you just got to get desperate enough to do something, no matter what it is. Something is always better than nothing. If you know how to pray, pray. Call his name Jesus. Jesus, I need some help. He's as close as the mention of his name. If you know who to pray to, you're already ahead of the game. If you know how to pray, you're already better than many. If you've got somebody praying for you, you're blessed beyond on measure. Get somebody on the phone. Hear me today. Don't run your truck off a bridge. Don't take a handful of sleeping pills. Get on the telephone. Call somebody up and say, could we just pray right now? I need prayer. If you can pray, you can make it. If you can call on heaven, pray desperate, pray crying, pray miserable, pray without faith. Just pray. Any way you can, call out Jesus. You'll find out his name is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. Do you have any faith at all? What do you have in your house? What do you have in your life? Do you have any faith? It's like another old song. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you've got. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Hear me today. You don't need a lot of faith. A little faith can move a big mountain. If you've just got enough faith that there is a God and that he'll hear me if I pray, then you use that little bit of faith and you get your little whispered prayer out because even a mustard seed can move a mountain. Hear me today. A mustard seed is all you need. Just a mustard seed of faith. If you have it and you'll use it, you can and release it and God will increase it and when you release your faith in a little prayer in a little song in a word from the Lord you watch what will happen Amen. remember any sermons from even years ago some sermon you heard when you were a child I remember one I was about eight years old it was old Terry McIntyre from up in Maryland tall skinny lanky fella he looked like that day to me, he was about 12 foot tall. And he looked like he had arms with about an eight foot wingspan. And his preaching pointing finger was about 14 inches. And he was preaching this very scary message. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And yet, we are not saved. And when he would reach that eight-foot arm out over that pulpit and that 14-inch pointing finger, it felt like it was coming right down on my nose like that right there. And the light was shining right on me. And I was just eight years old, but I got down to the altar and prayed because the harvest was over and the summer was passing. I wasn't saved yet, and it scared me to death. You remember any sermons that encouraged you? Any sermons that just kind of painted the picture in such a way as it painted you right into the story? Do you see yourself walk on water? Do you see yourself being healed? Do you see yourself being brought out of the miry clay of life? Did you see yourself when the light shined in the midst of your darkness? Do you have any sermons that could carry you through your struggle? Do you have any prophecies that were spoken over you that maybe they've not come to pass yet or they were just for this situation you're in right now? Dust off those old prophecies and lean on them right now. Are there any miracles back there you could say, this is what the Lord did. This is how the Lord helped me when I was in 
in trouble, the Lord came through? Did the Lord ever bless you? Did the Lord ever help you? Did the Lord ever deliver you? Did the Lord ever comfort you? Has he ever been there like a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Was he ever the lily in the midst of the valley? Did you ever find out when everybody else left you, he didn't leave you? But he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Has anybody ever found him to be a counselor? Has anybody ever found him to be a comforter? Come on, what do you know about him? What have you experienced in him? It doesn't matter how big your mountain is today. Doesn't matter how great the debt is this morning. Doesn't matter what you're going through today. What do you have that you could start with? Start with a prayer. Start with a song. Start with your mustard seed of faith. Start with an old sermon you can remember. Start with anything that you have because if you'll take that and begin to use it, I'm prophesying to you today that God will start with that and he'll begin to strengthen you. He'll begin to deliver you. He'll begin to bring you out. You just start with whatever you have. Start with your hallelujah. Do you know how to shout? Do you know how to praise God? Do you know how to clap your hand? Do you know how to wave a hand to the Lord? Do you know how to say praise the Lord or hallelujah or thank you Jesus? Can you say anything at all? Do you have any praise you can just bring forth from your being and say great is the Lord of my soul? She had a pot of oil. She had oil. What do you have in your house? I don't have anything in my house except a pot of oil. <laughs> now, that has all kinds of spiritual implications because oil in the Bible is symbolic of the Spirit of God. He said, what do you have? He said, I don't have much. I've just got one little pot of oil. And from there, the prophet came up with a plan. He said, all right, we're going to use what you have to fix your problem. Go get some vessels because we're going to get that oil flowing. Gather up some empty vessels because we need that oil to flow. Now, oil being a type or a symbol of the Holy Spirit very powerful in the Bible, the old anointing oil. You read about it in the Old Testament. It was, it was myrrh and frankincense and cinnamon and calamus and cassia and all these spices that were commonly used. They used them in medicine and they used them in incense just for fragrance to make things smell good. They used them as perfume. But these four, myrrh, cinnamon, calamus, and cassius, were the principal ingredients of what became known as the holy anointing oil. That particular mixture with its sweet fragrance provided by the cinnamon and by the myrrh, that mixture became set apart. You can mix up oils any way you want, put anything together you want, but when you mix these four, when you put and they were put together with a certain uh, recipe, those are to be set aside as a holy anointing oil, and it was not to be used for anything else. That was not just perfume. That was not just for fragrance. That was as a holy anointing oil under the Lord. So, because it was used for nothing else except the anointing, after some time went by, that particular smell that particular fragrance became very closely associated 
with the very presence of God. When they would tip the oil bottles and begin to anoint, whether they were anointing furniture or they were anointing people. And by the way, I believe strongly in the anointing oil. I don't believe there's any magic or power in the oil itself. But I believe the application of the oil, the oil bottle that is here, the application of the oil, when we put it on our fingers and we put our hand to your head and lay that on you, it simply says it's not me touching you. But between me and you is this holy anointing oil that is symbolic of the very spirit and presence of God. So when I pray for you, it's not me doing it, but it's the spirit of the Lord doing it. The anointing oil says it's not my flesh and your flesh, but it's God's spirit that is doing a work beyond what either one of us could do. The oil with that particular fragrance said God is here. God is with me. I've been sensing that all morning today. I've been sensing that just since we've come into this service today. As they were singing the songs and I said here, close my eyes, I got lost in the presence of the Lord for a little while because I, I, I recognize the fragrance that's in the atmosphere. I recognize the hearts that are lifted in praise and worship to the Lord. The oil says God is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I can feel him in the atmosphere. I'm telling you there's nothing that is of any greater treasure. There's nothing of any greater value than to be able to come into an atmosphere like we're in right now and feel the presence of the Lord. First Chronicles 16, 27 says, Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. If you can just get in the presence of the Lord. If we can sing till the glory falls. If we can pray till we feel his spirit. Till we would feel the brush of angel's wings and we would feel the sandal-footed footfall of that man from Galilee. I feel him walking these aisles today. He's here. I recognize the presence. I recognize the angelic presence. Isaiah 63, 19 speaks of the angel of his presence. The Bible said it saved them. If the Lord is here and he so certainly is, he'll save you. He'll bring you out. He'll reach down and he'll lift you up. He'll pull you out. Even if you're sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained with sin, sinking to rise no more, the master of the sea will hear your despairing cry. And like me, from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help love, it'll lift you. I said it'll lift you. He'll help you. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. The Lord is here. I believe if you'd praise him, you'd feel him. I believe if you'd say his name, you'd feel him. I believe we as the people of God could create such an atmosphere that would be so welcoming to the presence of the Lord to come into this service today. The psalm said, David, the psalmist wrote, Thou shalt or will show me the path of life, for in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Repent ye therefore and be converted.
converted, wrote the Apostle Peter, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I release refreshing into this service this morning. I pray that you would be refreshed and renewed in the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. How would you worship him if he was standing before you today with his hands outstretched and he was saying, come, come unto me all ye that are weary and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I feel the Lord here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's liberty to worship. There's liberty to let your hallelujah roll. There's liberty to say praise the Lord. There's liberty to raise your hands and worship God. Oh Lord, come to every heart that needs you this morning. Come to every soul that is empty in any kind of way. Come to every one of us that have come staggering, stumbling in to the house of God today. That we have this problem or that, this need or that, this emptiness or that. The Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. I can feel him in the atmosphere. Oh Lord, turn our hearts and our minds and our souls toward you today that we could have these brief moments in your presence. The oil represents the peace of God or the presence of God. The presence of God brings freedom. The presence of God brings joy. The presence of God brings peace. The presence of God brings deliverance. The presence of God even brings salvation. It's God's presence which brings the miraculous. It's God's presence that brings the amazing grace. It's God's presence that brings that magnificent mercy. It's God's presence that brings forgiveness. It's God's presence that brings blessed assurance. More can happen to you in five minutes in God's presence than if I would sit with you for an hour and give you all the counsel that I could possibly think of. The prophet knew if we can get the oil flowing, it's going to meet the need. If I can get the oil to flow, everything's going to be taken care of. If I can get the oil flowing, the problem is going to be washed away. And then he also knew how to get the oil flowing. He said, go get empty vessels. Go gather them, not a few. Get them everywhere that you can. I bring you a a word from the Lord today. The Lord spoke it to me clearly and directly, not just from this verse, not just through putting pieces together, but a direct word from the Lord. He said, bring me emptiness and I will fill it. The Lord said, bring me emptiness and I will fill it. Bring me an empty vessel, saith the Lord. Bring me an empty heart. Bring me an empty life. Bring me anything anywhere that is lacking, that is not fulfilled, that is not what it needs, and I will fill it. I bring you this prophetic word from the Lord. It's also a message of evangelism. If we can keep bringing empty vessels, the oil will keep flowing. You want the oil to flow? Be a church that knows how to pray and be a church that knows how to evangelize. If you'll pray the glory down and invite the sinner in, the oil will meet the need you hear me today 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek today. The Lord has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening the prison to them that are bound, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now is the time. In the day of vengeance of our God is mixed in there. God will deal with your adversary and enemy. He will comfort all that mourn and appoint them that mourn in Zion and give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the tree of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Oh, God, do all this and even more than we could express with words today in the presence of the Lord. Do you know how to praise God? Do you know how to worship? Can you shake the cobwebs out of your heart and mind today? We need oil to flow in this house. Can you shake it out? Can you can you shake off all the worldliness for a little while? Could you shake off your discouragement? Could you could you shake off your your, your disheartenment and your disappointments with life? Could you shake it off for just a minute and and act like you're happy even if you're not? I promise you, if you lift up a joyous praise to the Lord, when the praises goes up, God's glory comes down. When somebody out of the midst of your struggle will worship God from where you are, the oil will begin to flow. God just needs an empty vessel somewhere. He needs an empty hand somewhere. He needs an empty heart somewhere. Bring me emptiness, saith the Lord. I will fill it. I will fill you. I will bless you. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry if I'm a little more than you bargained for this morning. I've, I think when I was here in April, I was in revival in Dallas. I'm still in revival in Dallas. We've been in six months of revival. We've been having 5 a.m. prayer meetings. We've been having 60 and 70 people come to 5 a.m. prayer meetings. That's very unheard of. In all my years of ministry, now I've been in a lot of prayer meetings, a lot of people, but usually 5 a.m., that's slim pickets. <laughs> Amen. And there's nothing, there's nothing magical about the 5 a.m. hour. Just very few people have anything to do at that hour of the day. So if they want to come to prayer, they can. You know, and They're not otherwise scheduled. They'd come. Some of them have to leave a little early to go to work. They're coming into that sanctuary at 5. We've had 60 or 70 early morning prayer meetings, people coming and praying six months into a prayer revival. I am telling you, I have watched the church be completely transformed. I have watched them as they praying in the morning and praying on Monday nights, hundreds and hundreds of them coming to Monday night prayer meeting. We've had people flying in from other churches, people, pastors coming in, it's getting in the prayer line. Amen, because the power of God is so strong. It wasn't that way the first prayer meeting. It wasn't that way the second prayer meeting or the third or fourth or fifth or tenth. But as we kept pouring oil, and the pots kept filling up. I'm telling you, we're splashing around in oil in Dallas these days. I mean, it's it's all up under your feet. It's in the seat cushion when you sit down. It's dripping off the ceiling. I've just come to you today. Amen. I, if you squeeze me, I'm like a sponge. Amen. I'm going to get oil all over you. Hallelujah. Maybe my boxes back there with oil all over them are just a sign from the Lord. Amen. You can't contain this oil. It's got to flow. It's going to saturate 
invigorate somebody today. I'm telling this church, if you'll come alive in your worship, if you'll come alive in your prayer, if you'll come alive in your passion for God, bring me anything empty, saith the Lord, and I will fill it. He'll fill up your empty family. He'll fill up your empty hearts. He'll work on your empty bank account. He'll work on your empty life. He'll work on your unfulfilled expectations. The Lord will make a way where there is none. If our musicians make their way to the platform, get ready to help me out. The Lord said, bring me an empty vessel. I will fill it. Bring me an empty heart. Bring me an empty life. Bring me empty hope, empty bank account, empty relationship. I was surprised at the depth of the word empty. (laughs) I guess by the word empty, you didn't expect much to be there. You got it. The word means void, worthless, useless, desolate, abandoned, meaningless, pointless, seeming without value, without purpose, hollow, or insignificant. Bring me those things that look like they've been abandoned, saith the Lord. Bring me those meaningless moments, those pointless or without value moments. You seem to have no purpose. The Lord said, bring me something empty and I'll fill it. As long as there's an empty vessel, the oil will flow. If there's a need anywhere in this house, the oil will flow. If there's any hurt, if there's any pain, if there's any sorrow, grief, or sadness, bring the vessel to the Lord. If there's any discouragement, if there's any hopelessness, there's any despair bring me a vessel remember when they were running around getting the vessels on the video even the children were gathering vessels if there's any fear bring it if there's any torment bring it if you're dealing with anxiety bring it if you're having sleepless nights bring it if any barrenness bring it loneliness bring it rejection bring it if you're in trouble bring it if you have a problem bring it if you're worrying bring it If you're in difficulty, bring it. Life may be demanding more of you than you have to give. Seem like you owe something you don't have the ability to pay. Something's come calling. Addictions create circumstances we cannot pay our way out of. Temper causes damage we cannot repair. Pride destroys relationships you cannot restore. But when the oil flows, (laughs) beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I love you. I'm shocked the altar's still empty. I would have expected by now an empty vessel would have come and presented itself to the Lord. I give you the official invitation. Is there somebody that would like to walk down here and say, here I am, Lord. You know where the empty place is in me. You know the place where it is. You know what the thing that I need. The man of God said today that if I would come as an empty vessel, lift my heart, my praise, my hands towards you, that something would flow down from heaven. I prophesy over every one of you right now, the oil will flow. Lift up your hands to the Lord and say, fill me up, Lord. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I'm not asking them to sing it. It's an old, old song. It said, here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Lift it up. Lift it up to the Lord. Lift it up to the Lord. Who needs some victory in your heart? Who needs some victory in your soul? 
Ministers, be sensitive to pray with somebody right now. Be sensitive to somebody that might need you to reach over and put a hand on them, lay hands on them, anoint them with oil.